are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into Locked On Kings. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton, coming at you after another tough loss, I guess you could say, uh, to the New Orleans Pelicans. The Kings end up losing this one. Uh, pretty handily. <laughs> they, they only lost by 13. They they made a push late in the game, but uh, it, it was pretty out of hand the, the entire game. Uh, they end up losing 114 to 101. Tough night for the Kings as De'Aaron Fox gets injured. Uh, tough night for the Pelicans as Anthony Davis gets injured. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just finished working on that Kings game with the KHTK uh Kings broadcast team, and uh, there's we're going to go over some things uh, from this game, but it's just one of these tough losses that you're going to have when you're a team uh, like the Kings, when you you know have 20 wins on the season and aren't at the same level as a team like the Pelicans. Uh, they came out pretty flat, I'd say. Couldn't really get anything going in the first quarter. Uh, you know, Zach Randolph went three for eight in the first quarter, no offense to to Zach. I'm not sure why he's taking eight shots in the first quarter, though. I mean, apparently no one else would. Someone's got to do it. Uh, he had seven points. Justin Jackson, he had an okay night himself, uh, but that first quarter kind of doomed them uh, for the rest of the game. Frank Mason, he ended up doing all right, but, again, he, he it just was not enough. He came out flat. Most of the team came out flat, and uh, and here we are. But I want to go over some things from the game, some specifics. Going to play some highlights for you as well. Go over some some specific uh, performances also. Uh, but I just wanted to start. It was an okay start. Costa uh, Kufas played Anthony Davis well. Uh, Coach Yeager even mentioned it after the game. He said uh, it might have been some of the best best uh, six minute spurt, six seven minutes that Costa's had all season, and he he played him real well. Uh, because Anthony Davis didn't get much even before he got injured. He did not get much uh, going offensively. Uh, for other people on the on the Pelicans, that's a different story. But Anthony Davis, he finished with 17, but in that first half, didn't have didn't have much. Didn't have many points. Uh, he was great defensively. I think he had five blocks in the first half. The, the guy's just a monster, uh, just a, a a beast. And I understand why people hate tanking and things like that. But if tanking ends up getting you a first pick, and that first pick ends up being Anthony Davis, uh, you know, might be something to think about. But I know that players like him are few and far between, and whether you have faith in your front office to make that pick is another question as well. The Costa uh, Kufis, as I mentioned, played well. He, he was a monster on the boards all night, uh, just doing his job. Set some vicious screens as well. The guy, he's he's a, a role player, but he's one hell of a role player. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of Costa Kufis. I keep uh, keep telling you guys that. But he, he played solid uh, all game and then in that first quarter uh, especially. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, after five minutes, starts grabbing at his lower back, and they take him out of the game, and we did not see him again. Uh, so hopefully it's nothing too serious. Hopefully it's just something that was a one uh, – one night thing, and maybe he can be back by Friday, but I don't know. It it didn't didn't look great. It's it looks like it's the same thing Willie Colley Stein's been dealing with. Uh, no official 
word on what it exactly is, but you know we've missed Willie Cauley Stein for a, a number of games now, and uh, if it is the same thing, you would imagine they'll be missing Buddy for a little while also. Uh, the end of the first quarter, they're down 11, 32, 21. Just a very little energy, especially when De'Aaron went out uh, hurt with a with a hurt back. Just very little energy on the floor in the building. It was it was quiet, man. It was real quiet. Uh, Frank Mason was aggressive in that first quarter. He, he got to the line a couple times, um, but something that that Coach Yeager mentioned, and I think he can be tough on guys sometimes. Yeager can. He doesn't like to give him too much praise in the media or in his post game or anything like that. But uh, when he was asked about Frank Mason, who ended up with solid numbers, he I'll, I'll get to him a little later. Going to play some of his highlights as well. Uh, when it, when it, he was asked about Frank Mason, he you know he said he he was able to get numbers late, but he's still got things to work on, and uh, he's learning when to do certain things because he he'll go at bigs all the time, and it doesn't work out as much as as he would like. Uh, it, you respect his fearlessness and how aggressive he is. And and those certain things, but at the same time, you also need to know when when to pull it out and just kick it out to someone else. Uh, he he does a good job of driving to the lane, and that's the other thing. You you suck in that defense. You you should be able to kick it out to a shooter. But uh, he he's got some things to work on. But uh, coach coach was a little lukewarm on him. Um, sometimes I think he's rough on players, but I thought this was pretty accurate. Justin Jackson had five in the first quarter. Another. Solid showing for him, especially considering uh, where he was earlier this year. That's that's more where I like to base it off of is what they were doing before. I mean, obviously he's not playing great as far as great is concerned in the NBA, but as far as how he was playing earlier in the year, he's starting to show strides, and that's the biggest thing you want uh, out of a young team, especially a young team with 20 wins, is I just need to see progress in these young players. And that's one of the benefits that – this Kings team has over other teams, like say Memphis, who's got 18 wins on the year and just looks terrible. There's no young players on Memphis. They have no, I forget the exact stat, but they didn't have any first rounders on their team uh, that they, that they put on the floor the other night, zero first rounders uh, that they had picked. At least Uh, they got a bunch of guys like Dylan Brooks, some, you know, second rounders who are doing fine, but they just don't have a lot to, uh, look forward to every night or to watch with hope every night. Uh, But the Kings do have that because you're looking at young players, hopefully progressing and getting better. Uh, But again, eight of 26 in the first quarter, that is rough. That's very rough. And again, I don't know why Zach Randolph is putting up eight shots in the first quarter and playing almost 12, the whole 12 minutes, but I don't make the rotations. So I don't, I don't get to make that decision. Uh, another one, Garrett Temple in the second quarter banged his knee. He he came. Uh, he actually stayed in. Uh, it looked it looked worse than it was. He just banged knees, but he was good to go. So it was good. But again, the energy was sucked out of the arena as soon as De'Aaron Fox went down. Then seeing uh, GT go down grabbing his knee, that was a tough sight as well. The, the Pelicans opened up with a seventeen to eight run in the first five minutes of the second quarter, up twenty. Uh, they. <laughs> They they pretty much ran away with it. Even though the Kings had some moments late where they cut it to eleven, uh, the Pelicans ran ran this one uh, from, from start to finish. Uh, up twenty forty nine twenty nine with seven minutes left to go in the second quarter. Uh, they end the the first half uh, with an eighteen point lead, sixty two forty four. It just 
was ugly, especially the first half. It was ugly. And the most ugly part is the fact that, that New Orleans was able to do this while getting very little from Anthony Davis in that first uh, first half. As I said, Costa did a solid job on him. Uh, Anthony Davis had seven points in the first half, but then you have guys like Drew Holiday who had 10, uh, Nikola Miritich had 13, and then Ian Clark had 11. It, uh, it, it's tough. When you try, when you're able to shut down their star or their best player and say, "Let these other guys beat us," and the other guys do beat you, <laughs> so a tough first half for for the Kings. And the second half, a little more of the same, a little more of the same. Uh, Anthony Davis rolls his ankle late in the third quarter, uh, three minutes left in the third, and no updates yet. Uh, we I'm recording this uh, immediately after the game, so maybe there will be something tomorrow. I, I, the last thing I saw is that. It was uh, swelling up pretty significantly, and uh, they're they're worried about it as they should be. Hopefully, he's all right, uh, especially after the the boogie injury. Hopefully, Anthony Davis is okay, but it, it did not look great. And from what we're hearing, doesn't sound great either. Uh, again, the 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 Pelicans just managed to hang on to that 18 point lead that they had uh, at halftime, 85 uh, 67 at the end of the third. Bogey had himself a very rough night. Uh, as he was coming out at the end of the third quarter, he was getting some some uh, encouragement from his teammates, but he was 0 of 6 at that point. He had three assists and one steal. Uh, just a quiet night from Bogey, which you, you you can't put that much pressure on a kid to be great every night. And So it, it, he's allowed to have these, these games. As long as they don't become normal, uh, he's allowed to have a, a rough go here and there. Um, something that I was actually really intrigued by and liked seeing – and I would like to see more of also, and some other lineups as well. Uh, late in the, th- or excuse me, in the fourth, we we got to see a Scal, Bruno, Jakar uh, front line, which is something I've talked about. Not so much Bruno, but when you throw him in there, that's a ton of length. Um, but the 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 Scal Jakar front line that I've talked about, I've wanted to see, and they did some good things. They were able to cut the lead down to eleven, which was the closest it had been all game. So it, it not to say that that's the future or anything like that, but it's something that intrigues me because you have two guys that are able to shoot the three, two guys with length, uh, two guys that uh, are, are active and quick and athletic. And as much as I like Costa, he he leaves some things to be desired. Uh, and I, I I've, as I've mentioned, I do not like the two big lineups that, that Jaeger likes to go with as, as often as he does. So to see that was great, but I mean, especially – when you add Bruno to the mix, not that I'm a big Bruno component. He has a lot to work on. I don't know how good he is or will be. Uh, but when you add the Bruno to the mix of those three, that's a ton of length at the 3-4-5. And uh, Jakar Sampson, man, I he he might take over for, for Costa is my favorite. I'm just kidding. Costa's, Costa's, Costa's bay. Okay, Costa's number one always. But Jakar had himself uh, just a, a another Jakar game. He played 17 minutes, only six points. But he is just active. He's active. He's all over the place. He had a block shot, a bunch of rebounds, uh, except well, four rebounds. But to get that, and he got that in a short amount of time. He is just—he's a glue guy, an active player. The guy—it's just good to have him on the court because he's aggressive. He's athletic. He can knock down threes. He knocked down another one tonight. He doesn't shoot a ton, but he's been able to hit him. I just would love to see him get more time. I would love to see him start, honestly. I, I No offense to Zach Randolph, but at, in this point of the year, why not have Jakar Sampson start and see what he can do with a 35, minute, uh, 35 minutes in a game? And I, I think he's got 
I don't know how many days he has left on his two-way contract, but as soon as that's up, I hope they sign him to the active roster and then give him a future contract. For now, I hope they sign him the rest of this year and for at least next year because I think he's a solid player and the kind of player that you need on any NBA basketball team. So Jakar played great, and uh, here's, here's one of his highlights from tonight. Here's a drive into the lane, a hook over the shoulder pass from Miller. Kicks it out in turn to the corner. Clark with a runner. Rejected by Jakar Sampson. It's grabbed by Heal. Throws it ahead to Mason. Left wing feed to Bogdanovich. He's open. The three's on the way. It rims out. No good. And that's what Jakar can bring you. He's got a ton of energy. He's got good size. He's not He's not a seven-footer. He's not huge, but he can protect the rim uh, at his size, about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, and not only that, he can knock down the three. Here's another one of his highlights from earlier. Mason drive and a kick to the corner. Jakar for three. He's got the triple. It's now an 11-point game at 91-80. Still over eight minutes to go in the ballgame. Here's a three on the way from Drew Holiday. It's missed. Sampson high for the rebound. Jakar is just doing wonders for the Kings. Jakar Sampson just does good things on the basketball court. That's the best way I can put it. And I know some listeners are going to uh, misconstrue what I'm saying. I don't think he's a superstar. I don't think he's he's going to be the the franchise player, but he's the kind of guy that every NBA team needs. And I know that's cliche, but it's also true. The guy does a little bit of everything, uh, especially in today's NBA. It's that Draymond Green mold that every team wishes they had, and Jakar Sampson, is, is, he's got some of that. So why not hang on to it? Uh, hopefully they do. Another player who had a solid game, and I mentioned him earlier, and uh, Coach also talked about him a little bit as well, was uh, Frank Mason. He... His judgment can be off sometimes, but you have to respect the fact that he's as aggressive as he is and as fearless as he is. Uh, He played about almost 30 minutes tonight, went 5 of 10 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, which is always good, 6 assists, and 16 points. It... It's tough when you're just trying to take things away from from what was a a bad team game, but he managed to play well, especially late in the game, and uh, here's some of his highlights from tonight. Mason fakes once, fakes twice on the three. Two dribbles for rhythm, pulls up, and hits a rainbow two for two. He put a freeze job on Rajon Rondo that time. That was maybe the most impressive thing that Frank has done tonight. He now has 11 points as a result. That was pretty. And not only can he get it done in the lane, uh, another aspect of his game is he's, he's underrated from uh, from deep. Knocked down a three earlier tonight, too. Here it is. The BCR hands to Mason. Mason hesitates, pulls the dribble back, now launches for the triple, and he scores three. Oh, Frank Mason knocking down some shots here. Mason now has tied his career scoring high of 16 points. He scored 16 against the 76ers in Philadelphia. He's got 16 tonight. Five of ten from the floor, five of six at the line. And lastly, Buddy Heald. I have to talk about Buddy Buckets. He had a okay game. Again, all these guys kind of struggled early and were able to get it going late in the game. Uh, almost looter in a riot type. But, again, the, my, our guy Buddy got 30 minutes tonight, which is good. I'd like to see more of that. Seven of 18 from the field, four of 11 from three. So not his best night overall, but when it got late in the game, he started chucking them, trying to get his team back in this one. And uh, he was able to knock some down. Here's here's one of his highlights also. Nine minutes to go in the ballgame. I mean, it's a 89-74 game. Somebody make a three-pointer for Sacramento right now. Scal straddles the arc, gives to Buddy Heal. He's going to try. It's on the way. It's in the well. Thank you very much. 12-point game, 89-77 wonder if Alvin is nervous yet. Remember, it's the second night of a back-to-back. So all in all, uh, eh, 
night for the Kings. It was okay. Nothing nothing great. I mean, they did end up losing uh, by 13, kind of got handled most of the game, but there's some positives to take from it. And again, I know, I know fans are going to hate this. I'm not advocating losing. Uh, I would never do that, but a loss isn't always the worst thing especially with uh, when it when it comes to the draft, especially with how many teams are in play for those top picks. So I know some fans hate hearing it, but it's true. I, I would never advocate for it, but there are positives that come from a loss, not just on the court, but off the court as well. Uh, we got Kings Magic on Friday. That's a 7 o'clock tip. Should be a solid one as far as the teams are concerned. Uh, you know, we saw them play the Knicks tough. We saw them play the Nets tough. And I think this will be similar when, when you get two teams that are more evenly matched. I think it should be a good one. should be exciting. And, uh, you know, maybe keep an eye on Aaron Gordon. I don't know. I might start the Aaron Gordon to, to Sacramento train soon. I haven't decided yet. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I still haven't. I'm still not sure. But we might get there. Uh, again, I'm Charles T. Hamilton. Thank you for listening. Hit me up on Twitter at CTH415 with any uh, comments or concerns, anything you guys want to hear about, any guys, uh, things you guys d- agree with, disagree with, whatever, let me know. Uh, th- this podcast is for you. So anything you guys want uh, on it or off it, uh, except me, I'm here too bad. <laughs> let me know uh, at CTH415. Thank you so much for listening to Locked on Kings. I will talk to you tomorrow. Peace. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.